following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk, but no politics, okay? I am your host, Andrew Lenz. Coming to you every Sunday on the BICBP Radio Network. But before we get into the show, let's hear a message from our sponsor. Think you're hot at Nintendo? I'm the best. Pretty fast hands. Ready to prove it? Read my lips. You can enter the Nintendo Challenge at Universal Studios Hollywood and see if you're as good as you think. Wipe out. If you're the best in your age group that day, you win the grand prize, a Nintendo action set and a $100 Toys R Us gift certificate. Plus, all kids 3 to 11 get one of these free gifts, including hot new games like Super Mario Bros. 2. Nintendo comes to Universal Studios, so bring your best moves. Yes, I always love a good video game tournament and that is a classic one so today i will be discussing when nintendo ruled the world and i will be bringing in uh the man of many shows many talents many everything too many yeah the man he doesn't get enough credit for what he does mr matt johnson how are you doing matt i'm great buddy how are you I'm doing Thanks good. for having me on this episode. I'm oh. so stoked. Yeah. Talk some video games. And it's it's a f- I don't get to talk video games like I like I used to. This I is miss like it a little bit. The OG video games. This is when Nintendo ruled the world. And I don't know a little bit before my time. A little bit before my time. You but know, I was I was thinking about that when you were like, hey, I want to do this one. Or I'll do it with you. You were you were at you got to see the fall from grace in a way though right and i'm a i'm a historian yeah. when it comes to that sort of stuff so like i was only too happy to to jump in i i, I did i mean i've i've literally watched the transition as growing up as i as, as i've grown up nintendo has become uh how do i phrase this i'm not going to say not as popular because that is that would be incorrect but um, they aren't number one anymore. No, certainly. Even though I feel like there's a special, uh, there's something special to them, which I'll explain that later. But there's, you know, Nintendo is unique. Where I feel like, here, I'll just explain it now. Yeah, uh, Nintendo, Nintendo's, Nintendo's unique. Where I feel like PlayStation and Xbox are the same thing. Yeah, I really, I, I really believe that. They feel like they're just. I mean, they're literally the, the same games come out for those platforms you pretty much uh you know it, and they look the same they look relatively the same they have most of the same future features where nintendo is like revolutionary they're different they're considered outside the box now which is crazy to think about because they were the box you know for a good 15 20 year stretch uh they were the measuring stick but uh i'm only too happy to talk about this because i think nintendo is uh vastly underappreciated nowadays so it'd be cool to look back to the day when nintendo ruled the world yes i could i could definitely see that but like i said you got to see the downfall where in you you had a you had a choice (laughs) growing up (laughs) We we, we did but we didn't i mean there's some other weird systems and everything that would be another great fun show topic to do as well but definitely nintendo not i would say what late 80s definitely 86 because it came out i believe 86 85 that's when that stronghold happened and i know as a kid i could not walk anywhere without going somewhere and there was a nintendo world located in a sears that's, yep. that's how you old this, this yeah is. you said the setups yeah, yeah. Oh, everywhere man. yeah you said the video game setups everywhere that was the that was the that was the, the big draw that was the big thing mm-hmm. uh i remember being a kid and being excited to see nintendo because i mean we had one we had an older one Did you know, you? The, the original nintendo okay. uh we i think we had a super nintendo but after the super nintendo i didn't touch another nintendo console until the wii uh really? i have a switch now i have a game i have a gamecube now but yeah once 
my dad was a big PlayStation guy. Oh. And big PlayStation guy. And so once we got the PS1, we went right to the PS2. There was no multiple consoles or anything. We've always been a PlayStation family. Like my brother branched out to Xbox when the Xbox One came out, but we were a uh, we were a strong Sony family from like 96, 97 to uh I mean even now, but because I had my own money, I could spend it on different stuff. That's when I really started opening up and uh, going back and buying some Nintendo stuff. Wow. See, the first yeah. Nintendo system that I was like, this isn't cool anymore, was the GameCube. And the only reason why I even got a GameCube, now I've owned, well, my brother and I <laughs> at least owned, you know, the original Super Nintendo I keep on forgetting that yeah. Nintendo 64 was after the Super Nintendo. I always feel like there's another one in there. <laughs> uh, oh, I, yeah. There was the, uh, what was the, uh, the Virtual Boy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did not own the Virtual Boy. Had a Game Boy, which is like my favorite video game console of all time. Uh, but we had all those. I got a GameCube with Black Friday sale. My aunt's like huge into Black Friday. So she was like, do you want a GameCube? You can get it. And it comes with like this little legend of Zelda disc. So you could play the original game on there. I got the GameCube and it's, right. it's that probably next to, this is when I was young and single and had money. It sat right next to my PS2 and my Xbox. And then there is the GameCube and the GameCube just gathered dust. And I sold it to a friend versus little brother for 40 bucks. After that, I uh, had a Wii, did not get a Wii U. But the Wii was more, I think, for my kids than it was for me. Right. It yeah, was, I mean, it seems like I, I, I'll never forget the first time I played the Nintendo Wii. I mean, I was a junior. Do we have yeah, to? I was a junior in high school. Huh? Do we do have we to do have the to? age thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a junior in high school. I remember I was kind of pissed because I was going away to wrestling camp the day after I bought it. I got it from Blockbuster for three hundred dollars. Oh, and I bought I know three hundred bucks. I think it was three hundred. Is it two or three hundred? Probably three. And I remember buying uh Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles. I remember buying uh I think it was either I think it was probably Super Smash Brothers, the one that came out for that melee. It was in Melee or Brawl. Whichever one came out. And then House of the Dead. Brawl. And I played it, and I was like, it was Brawl. And then I was like, I got it. Damn it, I got to go to wrestling camp tomorrow. So I went away to a wrestling camp for a whole week. I was out without the Wii. I bought a Wii, and uh, and I could not play it for a week. I did it that first day, and then could not play it for a week. I was pissed. But, uh, yeah, Nintendo... It's 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 so cool. They're so imaginative, and I'm actually glad, you know, to see. I, I apologize for cutting you off because, but you are right. It is very kid oriented. Like my dad would play it, but his serious games were off the PlayStation Two and Three. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. He loved the sports games. He loved his adult themed, uh, you know, action adventure kind of games. And you weren't really getting that off the Wii. There's a couple. Don't get me wrong, but uh, the best ones. It was just easy to easier to play with the. Uh, you know, on the PlayStation in some cases. Yeah, because when we first got our Nintendo, it was, it's it's light years ahead of what we were playing with the Atari 2600. So here we oh, go yeah. with the Nintendo action set, you get the two. This is when also golden age of video games, just talk about video games as doing something as a family i felt like this was more of a family unit than anything and video games have gotten away from this and it pisses me off in the nintendo action set you got a zapper two controllers not one controller you got two controllers and you got mario slash dunk so ultimately you got two games two controllers the unit all the hookups and the zapper gun which i guess we don't really need a zapper gun today but the fact that no. you two controllers, <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. I hate going out and buying more controllers for something that I feel should automatically come with two controllers. But the act that's we we got an action system. Uh, I remember it was yesterday. 
because my brother i believe got one for christmas before that and that's what we had well he had and then my dad got us one my parents were divorced so my dad came to pick us up and he's like hey i got a surprise for you guys in the trunk and i'm like oh my goodness and then he popped the trunk and there it was this nintendo action set and this one felt a little bit better because it was more both of ours where my brother could be like you're not playing this right now and then push me away and i couldn't have it but he still did it with that one it just felt a little bit more equal at that point but the nintendo getting that gray toaster box and playing those games were absolutely amazing and one of the first games we got was this game called 3d world runner and just i just recently bought it and it's if you play it, you're going to be like, this is like Temple Run. You could play this on your cell phone now. But to us, it was amazing because it came with 3D glasses. And if you hit select, you could switch it over into 3D mode. You put on your 3D glasses, and it wasn't the best 3D, but this is like 1990. At the time, we thought it was, though. 1989. At the time we thought it was, though. Oh, it was a, I just got done playing an Atari 2600. <laughs> It's like the most revolutionary thing in the world. I have have multiple buttons. I don't have a joystick anymore. And I just loved Nintendo from that point on until uh, pretty much PS2 came out. I would have to say that that was my Nintendo downfall. There was a there was a good like that controller just felt cool. And even when you see it today, it just looks and smells like the 80s, if that makes sense. Um, it looks and just smells. It feels like the 80s. And you're holding it in front of me, trying to make me a little jealous here. And I'm, I am definitely a little jealous. Uh, but there, yeah, there was a special like vibe to it. Like nowadays, it's like uh, everything's the same. PlayStation controllers are shaped the same way that that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xbox controllers are, but back then that was revolutionary. That was mind blowing. It it Nintendo did something very very unique when it came out. When it came out in eighty four, it's like eighty four eighty five when it came back out, and it just it set itself apart. the The big thing with Atari back in the day was everybody tried to clone it. Right, everybody tried to clone it. You can, you can, there was all sorts of these fan-made games that flooded the market and caused the video game crash of 83, but everybody like, uh, but Atari was very, very often replicated, never duplicated, but replicated ColecoVision and television. Uh, I mean, there's, there's so many other ones, but the, like the controller styles all were shaped the same and you could play those games on each other. Which was weird. There was nothing unique about like Atari. If you knew how to to homebrew a game at that time and fit it into an Atari cartridge, you can put it on there. Or it's one shaped like one. I played one for uh, it was a Donkey Kong version of of uh, oh for the Intellivision. The original Donkey Kong. It was two levels. It yeah. was probably just like a demo, but I popped in the Atari and it works. And that's what you know what Atari like. Nintendo was smart. They looked at all the mistakes that Atari made and they went and they, they created this very unique brand image and console that was I mean, mind blowing at the time. And that's Nintendo's strength. That's been Nintendo's strength since 1984. And it's still like this to this day. I don't want, you know, uh, we're, we're not going to do these similarly shaped controllers and, and computer looking systems. Let's go do a switch or let's go make a Wii where, where all the controls are all wireless and, and you're, you're, you're playing it from the, your couch. And you can move and exercise and stuff. That has been Nintendo's MO since day one. And that's why um, they're still going. I mean, pretty strong yeah. today, but nothing quite like they were back in the 80s. Well, they stick to their guns too. With uh, what kind of content they put out in a game when it comes to gore and violence and everything else, they say this is what we're going to do and this is what we're going to give you, and we're not going to we're not going to. Yeah, yep. We were talking about Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat for Super for the Super Nintendo is better than a lot of people feel graphic wise better than the one for the Genesis. But everybody goes to the Genesis because Genesis had the blood code. The blood code. Well, that was the first one. The the MK2 yeah. on the Super Nintendo works, but uh, MK1, there was like dust. It was dust. Oh. MK1 was the bad one. MK1 was the bad one. But I definitely played dead with the blood and gore, I think, on Super Nintendo. But that was a huge step for them. But yeah. they knew that they had to regulate it. 
Y'all ever heard of Custer's Revenge? Don't look it up. If you you never even heard of it? No. Don't look. Don't if you are under the age of 21, do not look up Custer's Revenge. Okay. That's an, it's a it was an Atari game. What's that? Oh, okay. I've heard about some of You know what I'm talking about now? Okay. They had to regulate it. You know, what would you do? You know, your mom would have beat your ass, beat the, beat the ass out of you. All right. If she walked in and you could, you know, you could just go to the store and just pick up Custer's Revenge for your Atari. She would have beat the crap out of you. Nintendo had a, a, had a moral code. They're like, we're not going to put this crap out there. And they did a good job with it. Well, what is it? The first horror game on even on Atari was oh yep okay I've seen that on the angry video game nerd <laughs> he did a whole played episode, it before it's he did a whole <laughs> episode of uh of that one of <laughs> those types of games how <laughs> what do you mean oh those types of games those types oh of yeah games. he did a whole episode about like I said those types of games but Nintendo did have a strong I showed one. my dad that one yeah, I showed my dad that one. That's his and, age, uh, too. Like, what is it? Yeah, he had no idea about it. That's, but his, that's still, his time. Knowing him and my uncle the way him and my uncles were, they probably they could have found that if they if they really knew about it. But but that's how late that's how uh lax like video game protocol was back then. Nintendo, like they're like, okay, we're gonna install these chips that have to that they only work with our Nintendo system. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? There's no none of these third party developers. You can't do it. This chip is super private. And it worked. You right. if you wanted to play Nintendo games, you had to buy a Nintendo. That's, that's because, the way it was. That's because of that uh crappy version of Pac-Man that came out. For no for the Atari and the Donkey Kong, but that was the superior thing was the graphics is when you ported a title from the arcade did it look different yes but did it give you the same feel the then there was also a yes uh teenage mutant ninja turtles the arcade game for the original nes the arcade game looks awesome but when you when they ported it over it, the graphics weren't as good because obviously that's a you know, giant arcade cabinet, but you still had the same feel that you had for the game in the arcade playing it on Nintendo. And Correct. it was that for like every ported over game that there was. Pac-Man still makes me mad because I bought that. I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to get the, because I played the one on the computer, the arcade version on the, on the, on the computer. There's all sorts of free sites where you can play it. It's got the su- sweet black background. It's got the pop, you know, the the, the blue lines, the, the cherry. I'm like, oh, it's going to look like this. And then I was like, I paid twenty bucks, or no, probably not twenty bucks. Yeah, forgot what I what I bought it for. The Atari like, this is it. one. The Atari. Yeah, 20? yeah. It's it looked like it looked terrible. Like people, people bought this. People sold it. It's like yeah, uh, yeah. They they advertised it. That was the big problem. Was that Atari Namco? They advertised it as with the pictures from the arcade on the background, and then it was not that oh. at all. I'd be pissed. But yes, Nintendo had standards and they upheld them. And that's why they did very, very well. Very, very quick, too. And the accessories were absolutely amazing for the Nintendo. I wanted a power glove so badly, never got one. Uh, that's kind of like the predecessor to the Wii. Uh, Rob the Robot. Yeah. Rob the Robot could actually play yeah. the game with you, even though I heard it's not so great as, you know, it's not so great as what they made it out to be. But it still seems. It fun. only helped you with one. It only helped you with one uh, game. I think it was like Gyne, Gyronome. Gyros, yeah, Gyro. Gyroscope, something something like that. It was only one game that actually worked with, but it was cool. But the accessories were cool. They had the, they had the mat back in the day. They, I think there was like a mat, or maybe that was Sega. No, that was... One uh, of them had like a mat from early on. That's a, the, the power pad, because I walked... My friend asked me, asked me to help him move a pool table. It, you know... And so I moved it for him, and we're walking out of his basement. And, of course, my nerd dorky eye catches this box, this Nintendo box, and it has the power pad. And I stopped him, and I was like, wait a minute. Is there a Nintendo in there with a power pad? And he's like, yes. And all I said to him is, how do you not have that upstairs and playing with it right now? Like, how do you not do this? Grab your son. You shamed him, I hope. Yes, I did. 
<laughs> grab your son out of his room, tell him to stop playing Fortnite and get to the power pad right now. And just, if this thing works, you need to play it. I even tell most people have been like, do you know how much this is worth? No. Do you know how much this, how much fun this is when I look at the Nintendo stuff? Do you know how fun this game is? Do you know how fun this accessory is to play with the Nintendo? My kids love the Nintendo. It was easier for me to sit down for, this is another just thing with the controller. It was easier for me to have them sit down and explain to them two buttons instead of having them sit down and play PlayStation game. Okay. And go R1, you got to do this. R2 is this. No, R3, where's R3? Oh, you're going to press down <laughs> the right side of joystick. No. Yeah. Up, down. And they sit here for hours and play Kirby and Chippendale Rescue Rangers. And they have a Switch. They have an Xbox. I have a PS4. But to say, hey, who wants to play some Nintendo? They're down here. And they're playing these old games because they're still fun to this day. The other thing yeah. I think Nintendo did really great and really helped kind of solidify everything was Mario. Donkey Kong's kind that of was the, important. Donkey Kong is the original mascot, but Mario was the best. Uh, well, my, was Donkey Kong more so Atari, or do you no. think he wasn't? Was, was he kind of a, he was Nintendo? The original Donkey Kong. I mean, the original Donkey Kong was an Atari console game. But it was made by Nintendo. Nintendo, Nintendo did get it, of course, but uh, Nintendo created it when they were just, I think, a video game pro- making company, a video game company, not a video game console company. I have to double check, but I, I, like I said, I know I, I played the original Donkey Kong for Atari. So... I didn't do as far as I know, it was uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah, it was created by Shigeru Miyamoto. That's Nintendo. But what, what was it at Nintendo? So it's probably like no, see, well, yeah, no, that's I'm not going to dispute that, but that's probably it was probably created by Nintendo when they were just making video games and not a console. Yeah, yet. because that's, there was a there was a Mario Bros. game for the Atari. Yeah, I'm well. I'm saying when you thought of Nintendo, you, if you saw Donkey Kong, it said Nintendo on it. And Mario True. was right. thought of. You do know the story of how Mario got his name, right? Yes. The, oh, there was some, it was a, some boss or something, like the warehouse guy. The, yeah. the guy who ran their warehouse in uh, America. Yeah, they the let owner. him use a warehouse. The owner. Which so is pretty... Which is really... But... but yeah, Mario was a big deal. Mario was a huge deal. You have a character that's the face of your fr- your your company. That's a that's a I mean that's a big deal. Nintendo was smart about it too. It wasn't just Mario. Mario was the number one. There's no yeah. doubt about it. But it was Link. It was Donkey Kong. It was Samus. Metroid. It was you said Metroid. yep Samus. Come on, Come on Matt. Shame on me. Damn. Shame on me. Uh, Samus, it was the ice. I mean, partially the ice climbers, like, and they they held on to that. Where, like, a couple years down the road, when Sega came about, it was Sonic, 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 and they didn't have nothing else mattered. Nintendo was smart. They established a long, wide, and Pikachu event. You know, Pikachu eventually for Nintendo for Pokemon, but you know, oh sorry, Nintendo had multiple multiple faces of the company, multiple mascots that were doing making you know part of really good games. You do know who Sega's original mascot was, though, right? Uh, was it Kid Icarus? It, no, that's Nintendo also. No, uh, that's Nintendo. I'm Kid terrible. Alex. Yeah, it was Alex. The Alex Kid. the Kid. Yeah. Or Alex Kid. Yeah. Yeah, it looks. That's what it was. And it looks. That's what it was. Horrible. Because I remember, <laughs> it, and it's funny because we talk about when Nintendo rules were, I remember as a kid, you walked into another thing, like say you walked into a store that sold multiple things. I saw the Sega Master System, and then I saw the games, and the games came in these plain white boxes with like pinstripes going vertical and horizontal. And there's not Sega ones, right? Yeah, Sega, and there wasn't so there's much. Not a lot of detail. And then you saw the Nintendo games, and you were like, yeah. That looks way better, even though the game did not match it by any means, but it looked it way still more, looked cool. They 
put effort into it. Yes, and it jumped. And that, that's important to acknowledge too. Is that is that Sega consoles? It was the gen, there was a console before the Genesis. So Genesis. It was the Master System, but that came out I think in eighty six, eighty seven. Uh, it followed the the NES. Yeah. But you know that's that's an important thing to acknowledge too. But yeah, Nintendo was killing it, man. They set the bar really, really high. How many? I mean, how many just consoles came up in that time? Like in between. The Atari kind of falling apart. You know, the Atari had two more re-releases. They had the 5200, and then they had a... Uh, I think they had one more. The 7800. They have another one? Yeah. 7800, that's what it was. Uh, there was all sorts of companies trying to come out with game consoles, and they were just failing. Well, that was... Uh, just failing. Just Computer kind of age, too, because you had, like, the, Commod- the Commodore 64. Commodore 64. The Amiga. I got to look up. It's, I think... It, I think it's like the fourth generation. Um, the Amiga consoles. 30, no, not the CD32. That's something that's, but pretty much what I played before Nintendo even took off was Atari 60, 2600, and um, I think the people that lived next door to my grandmother's had it. Coleco or in a television, you can't really tell because of those god awful controllers where it still looks like a phone. So, <laughs> with that, with it, this was that age, and then Nintendo came by and just blew them all out of the water, smoked them. All right, so Nintendo, the NES is part of the third generation of video game consoles. It was actually a very long time period. Uh, they say it's from it began on nineteen in nineteen eighty three, which is a little bit before, but. Uh, so the consoles for the third gen were uh, the SG-100 or 1000, which was Sega. That was console. Uh, NES, Sega Master System, Atari 7800. Uh, okay, maybe it's not as long as they originally alluded to, but that was that. And then if you look at the next generation too, uh, just some of the consoles that, that came about, it was just it was just not the same. Sega Mark III, like all sorts of different, like Atari, like re-releases. Uh, Commodore 64, you did say the Commodore 64. But let's see, fourth gen oh, home back. systems. Tur- Turbo graphics, right? These are all the ones that fall. Turbo graphics, 16. Uh, the CDI, Neo Geo. Oh, my goodness. So- all these ones. All these ones. They're trying to catch that spark that that Nintendo brought to the table and they just couldn't. They mm-hmm. couldn't compete. NES was NES was the measuring stick. Yeah, even so, with we talk we talked about Tiger handhelds. They were yeah, forefront in that one with the whole Game and Watch series by just somebody saying, "Oh my goodness, look at that guy playing on his calculator. I can make a game out of that and occupy people." That's a great point. And then here we go. LCD screen, Game and Watch series, and then Tiger takes that you know, technology and was like, oh, we're going to make this explode <laughs> and just market all these games all over the place. But it was, it was definitely like nothing you've ever seen before when it came to this. The color, the detail, there was like legit effort into it. And like, that, that's, I think what made it, yeah, that's what made NES so special when it, when it, when it did rule the world. And they marketed, I mean, oh, well, I think that's the other. The market was great. Yeah. I can sit and watch all the video game commercials all day long. Nobody does that anymore. All day long. I could sit and watch. If you type it on YouTube, I will sit there and watch an hour of 80s video game commercials. The Zelda rap? Zelda, <laughs> Zelda rap? Cereal. What about the cereal? You remember the cereals from back in the day? Uh, Nintendo. They had the Legend of Zelda Super Mario cereal. It was the mix. It was the mix cereal. I never had that. Yep. More... <laughs> Never had that, but but that's how they branded. They did toys. They did T-shirts. Yeah. They, they, it was bigger than, and that's what people don't realize when they create stuff like create content. Is that you have to be bigger than what your your main market thing is, right? Yeah. Nintendo's main market, video games. But what are you gonna do around it to help support and you know streamline the video games? And Nintendo nailed it. And Nintendo the nailed it. Atari didn't start getting T-shirts for later on, like until it became super retro. That's the way it was. And the other thing too is, is they understood two different markets. They understood the market in Japan 
and they understood the market in America very well. That is why we never got the true Super Mario Brothers 2, because I believe it was Howard Lincoln or Howard Phillips was playing it, and he was like, nobody is going to want to play this in the States. Nobody. It's way too hard. Don't 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 even release this. And they're like, how can we do it? And then that's how we got such a different Mario by them taking a game by the name of what is it? Hoke, Hokey Doki Panic, I believe it's called. And they just refaced the players. It. Huh? And they just did that. Yeah, they, everybody they, was yeah. was like, hey, that's Mario too. Let's go with it. And we believed right. it. Right. And it's and it's way more popular than it was too. Yeah. And that's uh, then that 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 uh system was or they that original game was yeah super mario brothers 3 was probably the best marketing they ever did with happy meal toys probably the best happy meal toys ever created was the super mario brother 3 i one. got them hold on i'm gonna go show them to you i still have i have four of them Here we are. Andrew, I know you like buying retro stuff. All right. So you, yeah. you have to go on eBay. This is where I got these from. Okay. All right. Yes. Is that the one with the puffer? And he jumps? Uh, it's Yes, it, ho- it hops. There's like a button yeah. or something like that on the butt. I never really got them to work, but I mean, look at this thing's in pristine condition. Where did you get these? That thing. Oh, you got them? eBay. From- eBay? Oh. eBay. All right. Got the okay. Goomba. Goomba was a cool one. That's one. That's one jumps too. I, like I got. The, I think these are the just the four that they released. Luigi, Luigi. Right, his little slider. You pull it back and it slides, and then the coup de gras. Got Mario yeah. on the spring. Yeah. Go look on eBay. They sell like these. They sell like I have my old Bobby's World toys and stuff, but they sell. Like the entire sets for like really cheap. I I spent forty dollars on a bunch of Pokemon toys uh, from the movie era, which by the way I'm getting a poster for the studio. But uh, <laughs> I I on eBay I spent spent forty bucks and I got like twenty something of these figures. Like it's it's really not that expensive. I loved. Those are probably the one of the best Happy Meal toys up there. There's definitely, I think that would be an awesome kind of list in ten episode if we could think of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for I'm hey, we're getting no idea. We're getting but Matt does a show list in getting, ten, or not list in ten eat sleep list. Sorry, that's for the yeah. two point. And <laughs> you, you Same uh thing. it is and you know ten through one. He has a guest on. He and the list what their favorite is from assortment of things. It's a lot of fun. I've been on there two or three times, so you know check that out. But that'd be a good one there the whole happy meal toys hey we come back in july so if you want to be the one uh to to do that one i uh, pre-recording it right for july so yeah. you can do that one i love to happy <laughs> best kids meal toys top 10 but yes. but going back to the original point yes I'm just, you're 100 right they knew how to market people wanted their stuff i don't remember seeing i mean sonic got big but i don't remember seeing sonic toys and happy meals I don't or kids meals. Oh, they had the crappy little LCD ones at McDonald's. Yes. Okay, that is fair. But those didn't last forever. And kids, kids no. didn't like. Let's see, Sonic LCD game, kids meal. Um, but kid, you know, people they they wanted to. Yeah, they the McDonald's. Well, they're kind of cool looking, but uh, kids wanted the toys. You want to actually play with them? The game stunk. Yeah. The game stunk. I'm just, when I got an electronic game from McDonald's or whatever, they stunk. You want the toys. You want to be able to play with them. You want to be able to relive those adventures, you know, with these characters. I mean, yeah, is Mario on a spring? Sure, but, like, he looks great, and it's cool. And, you know, even if you really wanted to, you could probably pull off this spring and just ha- play with him as normal. People love that stuff. Absolutely love it. My favorite thing was – But they did. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Um, like I said, my favorite thing growing up too is what they did. And what really sucked me into the whole world of Mario is the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, the original one. And then they had Captain Lou Albano. Captain Lou, Captain Lou, because I I watched obviously like any other kid in the '80s. I watched wrestling, 
And when you saw Captain Lou play Mario, you were like, oh my goodness, there he is. There's Mario and Captain Lou. Captain Lou is my Mario. Sorry, Bob Haskins. Captain Lou is my Mario. <laughs> uh, and it, the show was good. They, they got in a costume. It was actually very, very funny. It's like, yeah, here's this bad, bad, a villainous manager who has rubber bands sticking out of his face. Yeah. And he's playing Super Mario, and they, they like, uh, it just fed it. And then, you know, it, it yeah, building off of that, you, you know, you're talking about uh, Hoskins, a movie. There was a very first video game movie. Nintendo did it, whether you yeah. love it or not, whether it was reflective of what Mario was at the time. It is a huge cult following now, but they got into movies. Doesn't matter whether it succeeded or not. It's the fact that people were willing to kind of go through it. And and they were willing to invest in Nintendo and what they were offering. It's Nintendo ruled because you know they they made had this brand that everybody wanted a piece of. Everybody wanted to slap Nintendo stuff on 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 cereal boxes, on toys, movies, uh, uh, probably lunch boxes too. I would imagine there's probably some lunchbox stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I grew up, like I said, I really grew up in the PlayStation era. And I feel bad for I it. love, <laughs> I, I like P- PS1 era was fun. I did appreciate it very much. But when you're a kid, you want to, you want to take those adventures from the TV to your house, right? To, 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 to your playroom. You want to play toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, Crash Bandicoot was, had toys, you know, Final Fantasy, which is a game franchise that I love, they had toys. But guess where they weren't? They weren't at Toys R Us. <laughs> they no. weren't, you know, it, it was hard, hard to find. I did find Crash Bandicoot eventually. It did take some time. They were a little bit more expensive toy, very fragile. But, um, you know, they weren't readily available. Like, you can go and find Mario toys at Toys R Us. You know, Sears, you can find those toys. They, they were... Plentyly available. We've talked about this, I think, a couple of different appearances on the show. Yeah. That everything revolves around selling toys. Oh, yeah. Everything. Saturday morning cartoons revolve around selling toys. And Nintendo, you know, just was just better at it than everybody else. And you know what the other thing Nintendo did that was absolutely amazing and mind-blowing was when they came out with Nintendo Power. The whole magazine... De- yes. dedicated to them and tips and tricks and all this other stuff and codes uh, just absolutely amazing I remember still getting the first issue about Super Mario Brothers 2 even though Mario was on there and he didn't look very Mario-ish but it was still Mario and still gave you the Mario feel but I remember getting those every single month looking at what game was going to come out, what kind of codes we could use and all that stuff. What hundred percent, just everything all over there, the stupid jokes and everything else. Nintendo power, I think helped really put it over the edge. And when you knew, you knew that it was just there and that they were going to be around for a very, very long time. Even when Sega came out, it was still, I probably talked about this too many times. My brother and I were still scheming. How can we get a Sega, but also get a Super Nintendo? Because Nintendo was right. still was still even king at that point. Sega was trying to knock them off the block. Uh, if I have to make a comparison to Nintendo, it is like WWE. Everybody tries to destroy it. New people come in. They might knock it down a couple of pegs, but... I really don't think it's ever going to go anywhere and it's just going to be there. And every time you think it's going to go away, it, it bounces back with something new and everything else. But that was, that's what we did growing up is if we, we needed our Nintendo power, we needed Nintendo games. Uh, we just needed anything Nintendo before the Genesis. Nobody even wanted to think about Sega. I don't. I think I right. knew. I think I knew one kid maybe that had a Sega, but and also with Nintendo, you grew up in that era. It's the, the mom passed. You know the mom thing. What do my mother to this day still calls every single system a Nintendo? Quit playing your Nintendo. 
don't <laughs> turn off your Nintendo. You know? <laughs> and that's and that's the mom thing. I and I, I've gone into it too with my kids when they have DSs. I keep on calling them Game Boys, and they're like, they're not a Game Boy. It's a DS. It's always going to be a Game Boy to me. Okay, <laughs> if it says Nintendo <laughs> and you can hold it in your hand, it's either a Game Boy or a Game and Watch, and that looks like a Game Boy. But that's they just became this cemented piece of pop culture all around the world became a piece, a huge piece of my childhood because it was just a mob around the Nintendo stations, being able to play the game. Uh, If you beat a Nintendo game, you were like the king of the world. It wasn't, it wasn't like beating an Atari. You couldn't really even beat too many Atari games. It was just, Hey, you got high score and you could go through with Nintendo. It was, you actually had to beat the game and I think it's the first console that gave you gave you more to your imagination, but still left some to your imagination when you could go out. They definitely did that with The Legend of Zelda, and you could go out and you could have this adventure and explore these worlds and just have fun and escape from what's going on. It's it it it's yeah it's 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 certainly true. You know, you're talking about the, the the magazine and stuff, and nobody did that before. But it was like it was like Nintendo was trying to talk to you, right? It was so breakthroughy. It was so revolutionary to have Nintendo that, or a video game company uh, give you stories, give you cheat codes, give you walkthroughs, and and oh, hype up releases, right? Yeah. Nowadays, if something's getting announced, there's a rumor about it like a year or two before, like a year before it gets announced, right, or months before it gets announced. Back then, stuff was kept pretty sealed. Nintendo Power was was really cool. I mean, I didn't even own Nintendo, and I asked my parents all the time about getting a Nintendo Power uh, magazine. That's how cool I thought it was. PSX followed. Sega might have had their own magazine, but um, yeah, it did. I think it was, I remember like I'm just big video game magazines that grouped them all, like Game Pro. Yes, another one. I can't even remember. That's all. Game Informer was a recent one too. Game Informer, that's what it was. I remember that one. What was your? Do you remember the first Nintendo game you ever played? Oh shoot. Um. That's a. I think that's like a huge thing, or your first, maybe kind of like first experience or favorite experience playing with it. It honestly might be Super Mario. Okay. That's the one I remember all the time because my dad, what happened was we got a Sega Genesis and my dad and my my uncle Rich are very, very close. So he let him borrow. It was either the Super Nintendo or NES. He just let him borrow it until he had it. When we got it back, I was like, this is ours? He goes, yeah, it's ours. (laughs) I'm like, okay. But I do remember having the NES and popping in. It was the three, it was like a three game. uh, It was Super Mario Brothers, Track and Field and Duck Hunt. That you, so you I know. always try to play track and field. I always used to try and play Duck Hunt, but I didn't have the uh, stuff for it, so I used to play just Super Mario Bros. all the time. But um, I remember Super Mario Bros. 2 from an early age. I remember the, the, the hardware was so like complicated that we used to have uh, we used to have to put a toy in it to, so it still shut because you had to insert it, push it down, but it wouldn't ours wouldn't stay down, so we had to, we had to put a toy in there so that that springy thing that how the game would stay inside. But I do remember that, but yeah, it was probably, honestly, it was like, like a lot of people, I think it was probably super Mario bros. Like I do remember the Ninja turtles game back in the day, uh, uh, the old TMNT game. I think that that was one of the early ones. I might've had a final fantasy game beforehand, but it's probably between Ninja turtles and uh, super Mario bros. Okay. Yeah. Ours was 3d world runner. Like I said, and then like the next game we got was Double Dragon Two, right? So we played a lot of Double Dragon. Oh, that's a good one. And I used to have there was a jump in the second level, and I used to have my brother do the jump for me (laughs) because I couldn't make the jump. So it was like one of those (laughs) things. He jumped, cleared off all the guys, paused it, and was like, "Give me your controller." (laughs) Give me my controller. He did the jump for me, and then we went through the went through the game. Because you're you're that's you're the cool. oldest. You're the oldest. So I mean, that's the yeah. The My one. sister didn't play games much. They they tried, but she just wasn't. She was she wasn't into them. Um, but that was actually. I mean, I, I think it's important to state too. Uh, the the bonding time that came with it. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's probably an important thing. You had your brother, which is cool. You know, it's great. You guys are relatively close, right? You guys are what? How many years apart? Three years apart. It was, there was which some is pretty close. There were some battles. There were some battles. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. But me and my brother are eight years apart. You know what I mean? We didn't get to bond over Nintendo. We did over PlayStation and Game Boy and, and well, mostly PS2, which is weird to think because, yeah, he was born in 99. But me and my dad and then me and my cousin Nico, like that was like our that was Nintendo brought us together. That was the cool thing. You know, Dad, let's we go play Nintendo. Yeah, sure. Let's go. Let's go do it. And we take turns playing Super Mario Bros or we play one of the old sports games or, yeah, my cousin Nico, we, we used to take turns back and forth and and uh, play TMNT. And if yeah, that was the rule. If you died, you had a switch controllers. That was that was pretty much the uh, the simple rule. But yeah. So you played the first it was a couch co-op. You played that. What's first that? One. You played that first TMNT one. Yeah, where they all had the same colored masks on yeah. the uh, on the on the on the thing, that where one. you can run around the city and get you get to like a certain point, and you can get run over by like this big truck thing. Pissed me off. The damn stage. It was a fun. It, unhook the bombs. Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. It was a fun game. Fun game. A lot of good memories about that. Yeah, my brother and I had a lot of battles. Uh, some fights. The Tecmo Super Bowl was a big battle because obviously he was older and that he could uh, learn the the jump offs, not so much offsides, but there's a trick where if you hold the button diagonally up and you hit B, you can pretty much sack the quarterback every single time because the guy just dives through the line and he had Bruce Smith. Oh. And- <laughs> it was like constantly getting sacked so as a little kid you know you get a little bit annoyed with that but there was a lot of great though other things where we sat there we played it uh, and everything else watched him watched him uh we did we had all the super star wars that was the other great thing is that was probably the best star wars series for nintendo way better than what they oh, came super star wars yeah those were good and I remember the Atari one. I remember the Atari one. These were much, much better. The NES one very was very difficult, but much better. The NES one wasn't too bad, but then they got into Super Star Wars and it was much better. We, well, I watched him beat all that. It was a lot of me watching him and then him giving me the controller, like if he had to go to the bathroom or something. Right, right. I, that's how it worked with the, with the uh, young, older brother, younger brother dynamic. Is he was always first player. So I'm always Luigi. I try and teach my kids that today they don't like it too much when they sit down and play Nintendo. <laughs> Tell them these are the rules. Steven gets first player controller. Jacoby's like, why? I'm like, he's the oldest. It's, it's the rules, man. It's the rules. I don't go, I don't go against the rules. So what is your, uh, you know, <laughs> we talked about everything here. What is your favorite Nintendo system? It's very, very difficult because I've played them all. Yeah. At this point, except for the uh, this the 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 Wii U, I played them all, um, which was bad for Nintendo. Very bad. It's very difficult to just put one in there. Man, that is a tough question, huh? Because just... I'm like close to Super Nintendo. Yeah. Because like I'm close to Super Nintendo because that era played uh, all like. Not all, but a lot of the Sega Genesis games that I knew and loved, but just better. It sounded better. It played out better. Nintendo 64 is fun because that was the first Nintendo console that I didn't get. You know, I didn't get that until later, later on. But that was that was around the Pokemon era, right? So Pokemon's a big thing. Yeah, Stadium, uh, the very first Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, Snap, which I love. Oh, man. It might be the Wii. The Wii? Okay. Did you? Honestly, I, I mean, there's not one system that I dislike. Like, I just recently got a GameCube, and I don't hate it. I think it's actually a pretty cool console. Uh, the portability factor, you know, uh, there's a lot of good games for it, too, that are very rare. But I think the Wii for me, because that came, when it, that came out, that was a connection thing. Uh, there was this girl I really liked back in school, and she'd come over just to play the Wii. We never ended up dating, oh. unfortunately, but um, but we'd she'd come over and she'd 
play New Super Mario Bros. or uh, Mario Kart or Super Smash Bros. Bad. So that from the personal side, from the personal side, it'd probably be the Wii. Cause they had some cool Resident Evil games, they had Madden for it, like, and uh, it was just so revolutionary at the time. Like, it was so ahead of its time, and it lasted a long time too. Like, it did very well for itself. So, for me, from a personal thing, I'd say I'd have to say the Nintendo Wii. The Wii. Uh, for me, I still say it's kind of a tie between the 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 original your Nintendo Entertainment System and the Super Nintendo. I think those are that's fair. It's definitely a tie. I can't choose one over the other. And if we were, I mean, I could ask you, what is your probably like the least favorite one that you were like, uh, this is cool, but not too great that you've actually played. Mm. It's kind of hard there too. I mean, it might be the game. It, it is hard. It might be the GameCube just because I haven't had that much time with it. But again, I remember going to, uh a friend's house like that's when the, the split started happening i went ps2 my my best friend went at that time went gamecube and i go over there and i was like super smash brothers like this is crazy mario kart luigi's mansion but you know it's a it's a fun console but i, I don't think i spent as much time with it and, and again i don't i wouldn't say there's a bad one maybe this the wii u one is i thought it looked pretty cool when it came out but for the ones that i've played uh, GameCube's probably my least favorite, but for you know, it's it's not like a knock on it at all. Yeah, I, definitely gonna go GameCube because I thought it was gonna be up there with the Nintendo sixty four in a way, but it was well. The the thing was, that was GameCube's advantage was that they were they were the cheap alternative to that's what they, that's when they started going different, and that's that's yeah. really where this I think that's where things started to open up. Like people loved the N sixty four, but cartridge versus cds yeah you know that's where the split started and then gamecube was just a small i mean it was very fun, easy to bring around right very very portable uh pick it up and go as you please but uh you know the graphics and stuff were it was obviously less po- powerful but i will give the gamecube props it did have four controller slots which you had to buy an extra ex- accessory for on other systems to do that you had to buy a multi-tap for sony you know, 64 did had four as well. And that's probably something we should, you know, acknowledge is that, you know, I think past the Super Nintendo, they started opening up to like four players. They really helped out with the couch co-op factor. Yeah. And, you know, but, I, um, I can't think of a Nintendo system where you can't have up to four people without. Because even the Switch, you just don't you just pair the controllers. You can have up to eight people on the switch. And I think it's like that with, uh, I think it's like, it might be with that with the Wii to be perfectly honest with you, but if, if not eight, it's at least four, okay. you know, but I mean, that's a huge, that's a huge thing for me. I, I, I don't like, I don't, I don't like online. I like you. being with, with people. Oh my goodness. I, I hate online. I like being with people. I like talking with people. I like sitting there and having competitive fun gaming and interacting and just feeling each other's emotions and rage and laughter. And like, that's why I do video game days here at the precinct because that couch co-op thing is like such a lost art. I yeah. hate it. I get it for some people connecting and, and, you know, connecting and playing with people a lot far away, but man, nothing beat couch co-op and Nintendo to this day. To this day, while still having online features, has still been the most available thing. You know, it's still done a really good job of bringing the family together. Yeah, because my know. mom hates video games. My mom hates video games. She got a Wii Fit a couple years ago, or like years ago for Christmas. <laughs> years ago for Christmas, and she played it, and we all got together. We 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 do that. We do like the Sonic and Mario with Olympic games. And that's where that's Nintendo's specialty right there is it's still family oriented gameplay. You're you're a football guy like me. Uh, did you ever do the NFL training camp fitness thing on the Wii? I never got to that one. Oh. I wasn't actually a huge NFL video game fan at that point. Oh, really? Now I would. Oh, that's yeah. that's a that's a good workout. And stuff. nowadays I would. That's a lot of fun. It's yeah. When it's a big workout. But do you know some of the titles that you mentioned too? When you were like mentioned Luigi's Mansion and everything else, those are just fun, simple 
you don't have to overthink titles. And I think that Nintendo still gives us that. Where PlayStation 4 and everything else gives you these titles where you got to think. I, I mean, any game is thinking, but I think it draws you too much into the game where those games were just a lot of fun and go around and you do things and there's certain puzzles you got to solve instead of going through 90,000 story modes and cutscenes and everything. I'm For one, I'm getting kind of sick of cutscenes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah it's and nintendo did do that but they didn't i don't think they go overboard with it and they're still just awesome and i think that's why there's still a piece of pop culture still a piece of out out there today and plus two it doesn't help that they just totally ruled the 80s with fun exciting characters with tons of people probably the biggest character library out of anybody up there with probably like Batman's rogues gallery of just having all these fun characters and people will name them as these iconic characters that were part of their childhood. Uh, and still today with you, I know video game collecting has gotten huge as I've gotten into it. Uh, and it's, it's a little outrageous at sometimes at some points, but it's still fun to hold that cartridge again in your hand, hold that original Nintendo controller in your hand again and play the game. And the best part I get to do it with is I get the experience with my kids and I'm still discovering new games for Nintendo and how great that library expanded over than what I knew as a small child. Yeah. It's uh, it's really remarkable to consider what they, you know, what they did. It, even like movie games were fun back then, right? Yeah. Movie games were fun back then. There's, there's so much. Like, I'll be like, I'll, I'll see a movie that I missed in the '80s. Well, obviously, I didn't see it in the '80s, but uh, I'll, I'll go do that. And I'm like, there's got to be a Nintendo game for it. You play it, and it's like, it's not great, but it was still like, it was still very, very fun. You know, you still really, really look forward to it. So, um, so yeah, that, that's it. It's Nintendo was, you know, in simpler, simple phrase, but Nintendo was was just amazing. It just felt good. The name is like warm and, and inviting. You know, it's it feels good to to play Nintendo. And it's I don't get that with a lot of things nowadays. Up there with McDonald's, you know, it's going to be there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's going to be. Yeah, yours. Do you have a favorite? Uh... You know, just another question. Like I said, I do a lot of stuff off the top of my head. Favorite Nintendo franchise, real quick, or maybe my favorite Nintendo franchise or character. Okay, so franchise is definitely it's got to be the Pokemon series Mm -hmm. because of how cool it was. That was very revolutionary for his time. You got to keep in mind, you know, the the ninety mid nineties when they legit brought people together portably too, right? You got the link system. Yeah. Uh, you can, you can, you can plug in your game, your game boy pack and put it into your N64. Like that was amazing. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's wildly expansive now, but, uh, but, but yeah, that would definitely Pokemon is definitely probably my favorite franchise as far as character goes. That's, <clears throat> tough that's tough my heart's saying going right to pokemon as my squirtle plush toy from like 10 years ago is looking at me love squirtle like that's that's love squirtle i mean there's there's literally a pokemon for everybody but i think like luigi is always one that fascinates me i i like sidekick characters i always like sidekick characters so um so that's probably one uh that i'd have to i'd have to acknowledge as one of my favorites but I mean, it's it's so hard to narrow it down. It really is because there are so many. You talked about this vast plethora of characters that a lot of them are mainstream too. Yeah, after people have to realize that they're mainstream. You talk, you tell them, you you ask people about like a video game character today, and nobody's gonna know about it. Kratos, oh, who's that? You know, people who play God of War know who that is, or Solid Snake. People who play Metal Gear Solid know who that is. Uh, you name Link. Well. Probably more so Zelda for some people, but Mario, Donkey Kong, and everybody. 
whether they played video games religiously or not knows who that is. So that's a tough one to narrow down. I'm going to say what always brings me back to it, and it might sound a little basic, but once again, it's what gives me the warm and fuzzies is definitely the Mario, the Mario Brothers series of games. Just something yeah. simple, sit down, play. I've not played an actual Mario Brothers game in Super Mario Brothers World. Okay. But those four in that area are like absolutely amazing to me. I still play them. And favorite character is Link. And characters Link? Is Link. Uh, I wanted to name my daughter Zelda. My wife nixed that and said no. Uh, but. <laughs> Link has always been there. I've always been more of the adventure person, and my brother's always been more more sports, even though I do like sports. And Link was that guy, like when we would borrow or rent Zelda, it was like I brought back to it once again. It was just fun to walk around, destroy monsters, and it's and just go on an adventure instead of just playing, you know, a, a sports game. It was a lot of fun to actually do an adventure. So, yeah, man. And, That's uh, a good one. I just recently got into uh, into uh, Ocarina of Time again for the N sixty four. It's so hard. I hate the save. I hate the saving aspect of it because if you save, you got to start back from this one area and go find the map. But it, it's still like it's still just really really cool. It's so really cool. I know nobody likes Majora's Mask because it's like super hard in that aspect as well too, and saving. <laughs> Trying to save the world. I tried to play Ocarina at time. It didn't work out for me. It's difficult. <laughs> at one point, it's just, very difficult. I just told my friend, I was like, can you get me to the horse? I want a horse. And he's like, okay, here you go. <laughs> the water temple. Yeah, it's, that's what I hear. The water temple is the most difficult one. I have not played that level yet, but one of the most difficult games of all time, so. Well, thank you for coming on, Matt. And then, uh, dude, thanks for having me. This is amazing. <laughs> I, you literally like doing this episode. I'm like, do I want to do a video game podcast? Ooh. Do I really want to do a video game podcast? And I'm like, I don't know. I'd have to sacrifice one other one for another podcast, but I think I'm tapped out. I think I'm tapped out. I'll just have to use it for some of my other ones. Just use video game themes for some of my other podcasts. Hey. So. You can use them for my any day of the week if you got something you want to come on and talk. So just all right. You're more than I you absolutely know, well. more than welcome to come back on. So thank you. I appreciate that, buddy. Yeah. I I appreciate you, man. So uh one of your ninety thousand podcasts, <laughs> what do you got to plug there? Oh god. All right. So I am very, very busy at the moment. Uh, with podcast stuff so two-point conversation that's uh, that's really how me and Andrew Matt that's my football that's my baby that's our football show it's five days a week every week if you like football talk it's it's fun it's good it's not snarky it's not hey I'm smarter than you it's not yelling at each other it's just good people having convos um, that's five days a week that is available on our network uh, I do retro pop which we just recorded our Andy Griffith show episode uh, which all no, wait, this is going to come out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So uh, it'll be at the time of recording. Uh, we just recorded it. the panel discussion, which is comic books. We have Eat Sleep Bliss, which is seasonal. Colts fans in Bill's land, which is another football one. Just talking Colts football here in Buffalo. Uh, Section six WrestleCast. Which is high school wrestling around here in Western New York. And then uh, Network Sports Talk Show which is Andrew's part of that. And uh, it's a once a month, just sports topic podcast. So, so yeah, that's, uh, I think that's it. I probably forgot something. I always do. I do too, way too many podcasts, but yes, that is, there's a rough roundup. You can find us all on our network website at BICBP-radio.com on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google music, Amazon music, uh, and I'm sure several other websites as well. <laughs> And this is the man that you want to go see, too, if you're in the Western New York area and you want to start a podcast, not really sure what to do, don't want to spend money on equipment, I'm going to give you a plug on this one as well. Go check them out, Podcast, the Podcast Precinct, uh, parties, 
everything else. Matt has helped me. I can't even tell you how many times on my podcast journey, uh, just an amazing person. And he is willing to help you at pretty much anybody. That's how nice of a guy is. He will help anybody. And the podcast precinct is a great place. If you're looking for somewhere to record your podcast or anything else, please go contact him. If you, if you're looking for podcast services and social media services, this guy helps me out tremendously as I get into my plugs for the Let's Talk But No Politics Okay uh, Facebook page. <laughs> he helps me out tremendously. And remember to catch new episodes, like I said, of Let's Talk But No Politics Okay every Sunday at BICBP Radio Network, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, and like Matt said, many other platforms. And check out bonus episodes every Friday. 7 p.m. Eastern on the Helium Radio Network. And go check out the YouTube page where I play retro video games. And oddly enough, it is mostly Nintendo and Super Nintendo. And with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, and...